0: Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the definitive developer's podcast in vaporous and humid downtown Manhattan. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. I have my producer with me today. William Jeffries. And a recurring guest. Emmanuel Gennard. Emmanuel Gennard is a Stride consultant who will make appearances every so often on the podcast. And Dave is out on vacation. So we could take a second to be angry at him, but then let him know <laughs> that he should also enjoy his vacation. Today, we'll be talking about rolling off a project. Now, there comes a time in every developer's life where he or she may need to roll off a project because another project or another team needs that person to move forward with another product or project within the company. Today, we'll be talking about what are some of the things that you should do when you roll off a project and ways to kind of soften the blow for the entire team when the time comes. Does anyone want to lead off this conversation on rolling off a project? What does it take? I mean, I know for me personally, when when it comes time to go to another project, I get kind of sad that it comes, you've been working with this team for X amount of time. You're abandoning your baby. It makes you a
1: terrible person. Everything <laughs> is going to be horrible
0: without you. Exactly. It's just like, oh, my God, what? how are they going to live? Who's going to remember to feed it at 2 in the morning and like, you know, make sure to write tests and right, every single new feature that comes out?
1: What happens when that one server goes down and there's no one to nurse it back to health? Oh, oh. oh
0: that's a discussion you would have with the team. I think for a person who's leaving a project, knowledge transfer is important. You don't want to be the person who has all the information and then, sorry, guys, got to go to this other team. Yeah.
2: I mean, also, I'm recently about to roll off a project. And one of the first things I worried about was that I thought that the work I was doing, well, the work we were doing, but specifically the stuff I was responsible for was a lot of heavy lifting. And it was a project that was going to live on after me, but with a lot less people, like half the people are going to be on it. And I was worried about the maintainability of that as say the project, the app where we were working on gets used more and more. One of the first things I worried about was what's going to happen if they need to add a bunch of new features, something changes around them that they need to respond to. I mean, I worry about the devs who are there now not having the bandwidth to really deal with a lot of things. Because right now, one of the things I was responsible for, along with the Stride consultant that was with me at the client, was really a lot of the big refactorings or big features, right? And the client devs did a lot of the bugs and dealt with a lot of the users and their concerns. So, it became a worry for me, like, oh, man, if I leave, <laughs> something happens, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen when you leave
0: because you're, yeah. gone, you're not there yet. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah, also wanting myself, wanting to leave it in a good state. I don't know. To, that's basically a selfish thing to make myself feel better about leaving. I think both of you have rolled off projects, maybe several projects before. Is there anything that you remember doing that... Let's start with, like, made you feel good about rolling off the project?
1: Yeah, well, one thing is just acknowledging your own uh, insignificance in the grand scheme of things. (laughs) Right, right. I know that can kind of sound like a burn.
2: No, no, I like it. Uh,
1: But, I mean, it's true. Like, life moves on, the world will continue to spin. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else will maintain your code and it will be fine. I think there are a lot of things that you could do that would be nice for whoever is going to take over after you. Like Nunes was saying about knowledge sharing, Mm -hmm. documenting your code, not documenting every single line of code, of course, but documenting any major processes that you are a major knowledge silo for, Mm -hmm. identifying the areas where you are a bus factor of one. If there's one service, maybe it's a microservice, maybe it's a backend service, whatever, if there's one tool or process that you are the only person in the company that fully understands, then your leaving is going to be a major problem for that one service. I've heard horror stories, this hasn't happened to me personally, but I've heard horror stories of services that were owned by a person who rolled off and people didn't even know where the code was for it. So wow. they could not, could not make changes. Oh my God. The only option was to build a different service. Wow. <laughs> oh
0: yikes yeah i mean like william mentioned before that one person is vital to the entire cobase into this product so if this person gets hit by a bus then the company or the team can go into a panic hence the term bus factor so i think when you're rolling off a project the one thing you want to do is increase that bus factor as much as possible. Yeah. So that when you, as you mentioned before, right, you said that you and another consultant were building this product and doing a lot of the features, but the client devs were worried about like the bugs and like the issues y- yeah. that were being called out by the company you guys are in yeah but i think this is the opportunity where if they didn't get a chance to look at the features or work on the features then you guys can work with them on the features that went over to ensure that when you guys are gone that they have an understanding of the features that you guys worked on I think now is the opportunity for both you and the consultant that's in the company and whatever feature you guys worked on to ensure that the knowledge transfer from the client devs to you guys are, that you guys hand off the information that you guys gained from building the features onto the client dev so that when you guys are gone, they have a better understanding of the features that were built and the application and how it stands and whatnot.
2: Yeah, th- that is um, something we definitely would love to work on. The goal of leaving the client better and we found them, and also with a higher bus factor as we spoke about earlier, than we came in with, right?
0: Just going back to the conversation that William mentioned about nurturing a baby and this application that you call, it's just my reaction and why I feel that way. It's this is something that I've been working on. This is like my baby and I want my legacy to live on, even though it's something so minuscule and like other people will make pull requests and commit to this code, but that code lives on. So you want to make sure that you leave a good impression so that when people read over your code, they have a clear understanding of things. Uh, I know that some people may have the experience where they look at some code, they look over it and they get the rough inclination, like, I want to get blamed. I need to know who's <laughs> responsible for this thing. And that's a bad thing and a bad habit that I have. But I think that I won't go to sleep tonight knowing that if someone get blamed my code, I don't want people to be angry when they read over. So the legacy is something that Like as a developer, you may have, but you are a small grain of salt in the grand scheme of this entire project, depending on what project you're on.
1: One of my housemates wrote up on the whiteboard, always code as though the person who's going to be maintaining your work is an ax murderer who knows where you live. Oh,
2: yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) That leads um, right into something I want to know about, which is uh, we had some chances to pair in this project with the client devs, but and that was the only way we really could. I say, leave a legacy. Right. And what other things, other ways that you've had techniques, tasks, or things you've done to leave a legacy in a project as you roll off?
1: Um, one thing you can do is help with process, particularly process around onboarding and offboarding. If you're in the process of being offboarded, one thing you can do is help document all of the tools that you have access for that you you need your access revoked for processes around making sure that, I guess, if you're full-time that any any paperwork is done, if, they, mm-hmm. if there isn't an exit interview process, then suggesting that and maybe putting something together.
2: I really would be interested in having some kind of exit discussion interview thing because I, I'm really curious about any feedback the client might have for me personally and anything I could have done better. Actually, I really, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see if I, I can do
0: that. I mean, that is a, a good insight to have. I think that feedback will be important for you in your career going forward when you're on this project, as well as for them. The exit interview can be tit for tat as well. Like you can also give in some feedback and stuff that they did a good job on and as well as some things to look out for. Like we mentioned before, if there's a feature that's pretty tricky. Like you may have to read over this particular feature over a couple of times because it was really confusing And we want to make sure that you guys have a better understanding of those things.
1: Yeah. And if you, the the listener, are rolling off of a project because there was something wrong with it that made you really not want to be there, this is a great opportunity for you to share that with the company so that they can do something about it so that more people don't go down that same path.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
2: Any other things you guys used to say goodbye? I mean, I'll be rolling off in about 10 days now. Okay. And I already have this weird feeling in my chest of a little bit of sadness. Coming oh. down. <laughs>
0: it's okay. To, it's okay to cry. It's cool. No, it's, it's happening. I don't think I've ever cried before, but I do understand the feeling of sadness. Yeah. Right? Like if you, if you bonded very well with the team, and had good experiences and built the product that you actually like. Oftentimes I try to just take the team out to lunch. There are other events you could do. Some people hold happy hour or whatnot mm-hmm. if uh, if that's your thing but a uh, lunch is important i think like to have the team kind of like the exit interview we mentioned before but like informal with the lunch i think it's really cool to just you know wind down and realize that this is coming to an end and you enjoyed your time there and you take that opportunity to express those feelings in the lunch and just to be able to hang out with the with the group one last time is a good thing for both you and your sadness <laughs> and for the team as you're ready to yeah. roll yeah
1: Yeah. So some other things you could do is to get a going away present for the team, something symbolic or maybe a bottle of alcohol, whatever your (laughs) team is into. Yeah. I think it's important to communicate to your team that it's bittersweet. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to hear that you are going on to do something that you're excited about. They don't want this to be a huge loss for you. They want to know that you're excited to go on to some new interesting project that's going to help you learn and grow but you also want to let them know that you are sad about losing them. You will remember them in your time together and you'll always have that one project.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll always have it. <laughs> yeah. We'll always remember by this one project.
1: I think you should definitely swap contact info with everybody that you worked with, mm-hmm. friend them all on LinkedIn uh, or, you know, Facebook if you're friends outside of work mm-hmm. and yeah. you plan on keeping in touch and maybe getting drinks. I think it's important to set expectations about whether or not you are going to provide continuing support. Ah, uh, yeah. Because sometimes they will want the ability to page you mm-hmm. at least for some period of time after the end of the project. Yeah, Can you provide, you know, continued support for the next month?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen in clients that I've been on uh, people who have moved on in certain things. And this is very interesting for developers and leads who are listening to this particular episode. Because the person who I left, like William mentioned before, knew the code. This person was the architect who delivered this particular product. So since that person left, they reached out to him. Hey, do you have, a, do you have some time or whatever? Uh, do you want to be a consultant for us once a week? <laughs> and then he ended up getting a new gig and working on Saturdays as a consultant mm-hmm. contractor for the application he built in his previous place. Mm. So one of the reasons you want to, you know, increase that bus factor is for situations like that, you know, as a company you're forced to find ways to pay this person to to do it. But as developers, that is an opportunity that you can also grasp if you're needed to do some contracting work. Mm-hmm. You can definitely sign up in that way to do that. I mean, I wouldn't personally suggest it, But it's not surprising. I've seen it happen before in different clients that I've been on.
1: Yeah. If you want to be responsible, then you should pair a lot before you roll off so that people don't get stuck in that situation.
0: Yeah. Um, so don't be advantageous, (laughs) be good hearted and spirited developers, because I just feel like karma comes around. I think Yeah. you don't want to leave them high and dry and be the bus factor number one, and then somehow try to squeeze every penny out of that whole situation. And
1: it also sucks when you're trying to move on and get into the zone with your new thing and you're getting calls from your previous project. Like, hey, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. the service is done. We don't know how to fix it. You're oh, the only man. person
0: who knows. Yeah, like you already moved on to this new project that you're on and whatnot. So to get all these calls is probably these troublesome. This is these are like dating guys. <laughs> <laughs> flashbacks to Dude. past relationships. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Like, again, it's it's happened before. I've seen it, and it's if you're on a project, then you want to invest 100% on the next project that you're on, right? You don't you want to give the same project you had previously on to the next one. And I think that if you're context switching between the old project that you now have to support and then this new project in which you're learning and you're picking up may cause a problem to, you, to the performance that you bring to the table in the new project that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caveat to that: if you're moving on to another
1: project within your same company and it's fairly similar or co-located, you're just there's no way you're going to get around continued support. <laughs> but people yeah. are going to bother you.
0: Yeah, people will, and unless you're moving your table and decide not to log on to Slack or any other communication you guys use, I think that I think it's definitely a thing when you're working in the same company or on the same team.
1: One great thing you can do in terms of saying farewell but but still keeping in touch is getting onto a Slack that is public, that that a lot of people are still on. One client that I rolled off of was based out of Philly, and so I stayed on the Philly developer Slack, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a great Slack organization, and it allowed me to stay in contact with a bunch of people. Uh, And then for another project I rolled off of, one of the developers actually created his own Slack organization, (laughs) so (laughs) I just joined that.
0: (laughs) Nice. Cool. I mean, we did mention uh, contact information of any kind. That includes Slack, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. I think it's very important. And You know, you may run into these people down the road that you once enjoyed working with. So to see them again and to work with them again, I think would be pretty cool. It's a great thing
1: to have in your network, people who you've actually worked with and who you can actually vouch for in a meaningful way. Like I spent X months or X years on a project with Bobby John or whoever, and I can say with confidence that if we pulled him onto this project, he would do well.
0: Cool. This podcast was on rolling off a project. Emmanuel, thanks for coming down. Um, it's always good to have you, and we're looking forward to have you some more. Yes. And William, being the awesome producer that you are, I appreciate uh, you jumping on the mic. I'd like to thank the listeners. Thank you for listening, and hope you found this piece of podcast informative. If you like, give us a shout-out over at twitter.com slash radiofreerabbit. This is The Rabbit Hole. We'll see you next time.